Do you feel like you have yet to discover your purpose? Maybe you have a job that doesn't really feel like the right job. Maybe you've recently lost a job. Maybe you've given up working outside the home to raise a family, and perhaps it's time to go back and find something, something for you, something that you were meant to do and meant to serve people doing. We all have a special trait. We all have special skills. We all have something to offer. So today we are going to get into it with a purpose coach talking about how to find your purpose. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. I'm going to be launching a digital course, How to Accessorize and Style Your Home in a New York Minute. That's right, I'm bringing it to you because over the last several years, it has been one of the top requested things that I get asked. And it just so happens, it's what I'm really passionate about and what I've always loved to do. I always felt like your home wasn't fully dressed until I brought in that last layer and I loved doing it. And I love styling for my photo shoots. And most of the time I bring in all the accessories and get everything styled for a photo shoot. Guess what? The client wants to keep it all. Well, I'm going to show you my secrets, my tips, my tricks. It's going to be in a really simple video course broken up into modules that are going to be easy for you to get resources, solutions, and really quick wins at an affordable price, all with direction from me. So you can have your home looking like those sitting in a magazine or how I set them up for photo shoots really easily. I'm super excited. So you're going to want to get on the wait list because if you're on the wait list, you're going to be the first to know, you're going to be in the know, and you are going to be one of the ones to get the special introductory offer on the course. So to join, you can go to jillcalmaninteriors.com slash course dash waitlist. Or if you go to my Instagram profile at jillcalmaninteriors, you can get the link in bio directly there and sign up for the waitlist. There's no cost, no nothing right now. It's just to get you on the waitlist so you are privy to all the information and the special deals. I really hope to see you there. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Thank you so much. Today I have with me Paviel Bookman. Paviel is a native of Jacksonville, Florida, and she graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Business from Florida State University, and then went on to receive her Juris Doctor degree from Stetson University's College of Law. Paviel is a lawyer, strategist, and coach. And she demystifies the topic of purpose to help you become more confident and fulfilled in your life. She hosts her own podcast called the Purpose Collective Podcast, where she talks about what living a life of purpose is really about. Each week, she has great insights and discussions and tips. And today, I'm so happy to have her here on my podcast to discuss finding your purpose. So with that, here we go. Hi, Paviel. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jill. Likewise, I am excited to chat with you today. 
Yes, that's great. Let's start. You can tell the audience just a little bit about yourself briefly, and then we'll kind of get into into the stuff. Okay, awesome. I am a practicing attorney, and I also serve as a purpose strategist. So what I do is I help women discover and pursue their purpose with confidence. So if, you know, sometimes women who I work with have limiting beliefs, they sometimes feel like they are not adequate for what they believe their purpose to be. And so we kind of work around their self-limiting beliefs and build up some confidence. That's amazing. And that's just such a good thing to talk about. So we're going to start with that because all of those things you just mentioned have to do with your mindset. And I've learned that mindset's the key to anything you want to do in your life. It really is. And how, you know, everything we think, we just take it as truth. And a lot of times it's not, you know, we just, we repeat it in our heads and we tend to believe it. So mindset issues that probably come up are things like imposter syndrome and fear, like you talked about. So let's talk about those challenges, those little or those big thoughts that come up and block us from discovering ourselves and how we can overcome that. For sure. I completely agree with you. Mindset is very important because what ends up happening is we will have beliefs and our beliefs are just thoughts that we think over and over again. Mm. And so at the root of our beliefs, of course, are our thoughts and what we think dictates and controls how we show up in the world. And if we are acting a certain way, good or bad, you know, that will eventually lead to the type of results that we have. So Mm -hmm. nipping it at the bud with our subconscious and conscious mind is pretty much the starting point. And when it comes to fear, what I first want everyone to understand is that, you know, fear is a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not a fact. It's not the truth. It's simply just a feeling. And Mm -hmm. it is something that brings about intense reluctance in us. It brings about awareness of danger. So Mm -hmm. if we see something that startles us, then fear can kind of creep in. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is that fear can manifest itself in many different ways. So it can show up as worry, like when someone worries that they have a negative expectation of something. It can Mm -hmm. show up as anger. It can show up as jealousy or envy. It can show up as sometimes, ironically, it can show up as prejudice or racism. Uh, It can show up as procrastination, which is really interesting because when we procrastinate, often the underlying reason is perfectionism. And Mm -hmm. perfectionism ends up causing us to put so much pressure on ourselves that we often procrastinate and not do it because we are afraid of not achieving perfection or excellence at whatever it is that we are trying to do. We're afraid to fail, basically. Yes, yeah. we are afraid to fail, which we probably might talk about later, but yeah, it can also show up as silence. We can mm-hmm. have a fear of speaking in public. So at that point, we then go and silence ourselves. So this is how fear can come up in our lives. Yeah. And it's important to not let it control you. Like what I learned with mindset things is you have to start recognizing your thoughts. So for example, like if I'm having a thought that's not serving me, I kind of stop and say to myself, is that true? What if you thought about it a different way? And then I instantly feel different. So whatever technique it is for you, and there may be techniques you recommend, I'm not really sure, but that really works well for me. And that's helped me a lot. And it also made me realize that 
I was having so many thoughts that were not true, that were controlling me, that leave you sort of captured. And there's no need for that. You need to be able to recognize that it is just that. It's just a thought. Absolutely. One thing is that I've noticed about myself is I still have fear come up. Fear still presents itself Mm -hmm. in my mind at times. But what Mm -hmm. never happens is I never not do what it is that I'm afraid to do. You don't let it win. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of, one, first make the decision to not Mm -hmm. accept it. So Mm -hmm. I remember where fear comes from, which is one, a thought, and two, usually from some kind of external stimuli. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I may have seen something, for example, if I had a fear of speaking in public, which I do sometimes because I grew up having a lisp and then my voice, I never liked it. I always thought that it made me sound pretty childish. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm a full adult, you know, like, why is my voice not mature? <laughs> so yeah. that comes from me hearing someone else's voice and me saying, oh my goodness, my voice is not like that, right? So that's the external stimuli that's causing me to have a fear of speaking in public. And then I also probably feel like, ooh, what if I say the wrong thing? So yeah. anytime fear creeps itself into my mind, what I do is decide at the inception not yeah. to accept it. And then the next best move for me which I think works for pretty much anybody is to replace fear with faith because fear Mm -hmm. and faith cannot exist in the same place naturally. So Mm -hmm. if faith is present, if I'm thinking over here, you know what? I can do this. This won't end me. I can do this. Yeah. Then I have no room to be afraid of it. I'm moving forward with it. And you can also talk to it, talk to your fear Fear, you have no place in my mind. This is not a fact. This is not true. I am capable. I can speak. I'm the type of person who can speak to someone else. They understand what I'm saying and they receive some kind of breakthrough from it, right? Yeah. You can say this to yourself. It's this like inner dialogue that you have to have with yourself. You know, like sometimes I'm fearful and excited at the same time about something. Like I'm (laughs) that happened when I first launched my podcast. But like I just said, I don't let the fear win or I recognize that, okay, yeah, this is scary, but I'm also so excited. So I let the excitement win. You know what I mean? Yes. Let the adrenaline take over. (laughs) Yeah, because it's funny. I think it was Marie Forleo. She just did something on Instagram where she was talking about how like, fear, it can be a protective thing, right? Because if you're about to cross the street and a car is coming, you might jerk back so you don't get hit. So like it's it's in us for a reason. But if that fear presents itself in a situation where there isn't danger and you sort of perceive it as danger, use it as the adrenaline, like you just said, to kind of move you forward to take a chance. It was something on that, not quoting exactly, but yeah, because there is sort of like this adrenaline that comes with it too, that I think you can kind of channel positively. Oh, for sure. Right. And then what you say about faith, it's interesting. I do a word of the year. I really like it instead of a New Year's resolution. So my word this year is believe. Mm. And there was a quote too, and it said like, dream it, believe it, do it. Because if you don't believe it, you can never do it, right? You've got to believe it. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in what you're about to take on, what you're about to try. So I love that you combine that as well. And you talk about faith and faith and fear can't really coexist, right? No, they can't. And before we go on to the next point, I did want yeah. to make two more points about fear that I think yeah, sorry. Is, is very helpful. No, 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 it's fine. We're <laughs> This is fun. So one, well, I don't know what point I'm at now, probably like four, right? So what you want to do also 
which is critical. If you want to connect with people who inspire you and mm-hmm. your and your belief system in a mm-hmm. positive way, this is critical. And you will hear people sometimes say that your network, the people around you, is your net worth, which is so true. Because if your friends are buying into your fears, that's not serving you. So if your that friend is, so is saying, good. you know yeah. what? I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't speak in front of all of those people. I don't blame you for being afraid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then that's not really serving you. This is really critical about who you have around you and Mm -hmm. who is elevating you to the point where you can conquer your fears. And then my last point about fears is that you simply just have to face it. You have to do exactly Mm -hmm. what it is that you're afraid to do. On top Mm -hmm. of that, you have to expect to win, to succeed Mm -hmm. at it, because- Mm -hmm. What I want you to be able to do is to walk into the situation with a victory mindset. And here's something Mm -hmm. else that I think is critical too, Jill, is that when you function outside of your comfort zone consistently, what will eventually happen is that will become your new comfort zone. That's now your baseline. The thing that you were afraid to do that you actually did, Mm -hmm. you now know you're capable of doing this and it positions Mm -hmm. you to go and conquer something else. That's how we win. It's so true. And it's like moving through the fear. And even I'll give my podcast as an example, like once I did it and now, and it's become one of the best things in my business that I've done from, I love it the most. And I'm about to branch out and start some other things with courses. And the experience launching the podcast has really helped me with some of those skills. And so now doing this other new thing doesn't seem as scary. Like I still have my fears about it, but it doesn't seem as scary because I look back and I'm like, well, look what you did with that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So cool. And I love what you said about your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. That's a big takeaway. You're so right about that. Let's actually talk about why finding your purpose is important and what living a life of purpose is really about mm-hmm. when you talk about living a life of purpose. Sure. So purpose is important because that is the thing that you were created to do. It's why Mm -hmm. you were born. It is literally something that someone else is waiting for you to do. Mm. I have a firm belief that we're all interconnected. We're all interdependent upon each other. Mm -hmm. You have a skill set that I may need. I have a skill set that you may need. And we're meant to work together. So there's Mm -hmm. literally someone who is stuck until you start operating in your purpose and helping them. And it has a ripple effect. And what I really want to stress is that there's value in purpose. There's value for you if you're working in your purpose, right? You know what it is and you're actively operating in it. And then there's value for the people that you help. So first is as a benefit to you, the person who's working and operating your purpose You not only know why you were created, but you also know who you're supposed to help. You have now a sense of direction. You Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about, well, what am I supposed to be doing here? You know, like I I experience conversations with people all the time who have no idea what it is that they're supposed to be doing. And what ends up happening is they'll go from job to job, job, not satisfied, discontent. And they're searching for something. And what it is they're searching for is direction through their Mm -hmm. purpose. 
So that's one benefit. Another benefit of purpose and how it brings value to you is that it gives you meaning. You have a sense of significance and importance. There's nothing like knowing what you're supposed to do here and knowing that you can impact lives on a high level by working through your purpose. And it's, it's not something that is complicated. Like it doesn't even have to be anything that's complex. For some people, their purpose may be parenting. Like you were placed on this earth to parents, the children that you have, not all parents. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying that this is every parent's purpose, right? For some people, parenting may be your purpose. For For majority of parents, it is not. (laughs) Yes, yes. But, you know, your purpose could also be crafting, carpentry, Mm -hmm. baking, being a visual communicator, being an oral communicator. There are some people who can hear something from yeah. thousands of people and it not click. But when they hear you say it, it makes the world of a difference. So, so true. You know, there's a need that must be filled here in this world. And the person that was created to do it is you. And there are billions of people in the world of all ages, personalities, talents, and skills out there. But yeah, the person yeah. who was created to do your purpose is you. Is you. Do you think trying to discover what that purpose is? Because a lot of people feel like, yeah, what is it? Do you think one of the ways to start to figure that out is to just just ask yourself honestly what you're passionate about, what you love? Because that's what I did. Yes. I just kind of set myself down. I was like, well, what do you love doing? What are you passionate about? And also, what do you hate? You know, like what do you yeah. come up that just grinds your gears and you're excellent at fixing it and solving it? That yes. also can lead you to your purpose too. And you know, for anyone who's trying to explore their purpose, my go-to is you need to spend some time in the spiritual gym. That's something that Jen Sincero, that's a term that I think that she probably has coined. I read it in her books and I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Because everyone is of a different faith. Yes. Not everybody has the same faith, but whatever you believe in, whatever your belief system is, whatever yeah. gets you motivated, whatever you go to as a, a tool to help propel you to the next level, You need to do that. So if it's exercising, if it's reading the Bible, if it's reading the Quran, whatever you need to do, you need to do that consistently because that is where you will experience some clarity. And then journal. Journal is amazing. That so many successful people have done, have used Mm -hmm. consistently. Ariana Huffington writes in her journal every morning and every night. What good Mm -hmm. have you done here today? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's a great tool. And what you can do while you're journaling is think. Think about what are the things that people come to me for consistently? Mm -hmm. What am I good at? What is it that is a no brainer for me and is Mm -hmm. a complicated task for someone else? Yes. Journaling is also really good to figure out your mindset. So when you're having thoughts, writing them down and asking why and journaling them out on paper helps you get to that point where you have conversations with yourself about your thoughts, I think. For sure. Because what happens too that I've learned the way I was... I had a business coach and, you know, you have a circumstance that's presented to you in the world and that's just a fact that's not made up, but then your thoughts about it, create a feeling about it. And that feeling is what propels you to take an action. So you have to really get back to the, well, why am I thinking that? And what if I thought opposite of that, then how would my feeling change? Then how would my actions change? So journaling is really helpful with that too. But yeah, I love all that you said there as well. And you know, I think that what happens too is sometimes if you've become a mother, then your world gets completely focused on just the children and that's all good, but then you've sort of left behind a piece of yourself. So I find for mothers who have been mothering for a while, 
they're trying to figure out, well, what else is it? What's the other piece of me? I don't identify just as a mother. I'm also X. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're all, because I always say when it comes right down to it, we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to just put ourselves in one category, you know, of I'm just a wife or I'm just a mother, I'm just this or I'm just that, it gets very limiting. There was a book that I read, uh, you might have read it too, called Untamed. Did you read Untamed? Is that Glennon Doyle's book? Yeah. Did you read that one? Yes. Loved it. Yeah. I did feel like that's a really good book to start for anybody who hasn't read it. If they're thinking about finding their purpose, I just thought that was a really eye-opening book of a way to think about everything differently and become yourself. And it's funny because as I was reading it, I had a friend and as I'm reading, I'm thinking, she's got to read this. She's got to read this. I know she's been itching to do something else. And so I was just about done. And I said, I'm going to lend it to you. And she's like, no, I'm just going to order it. She stayed up all night. She couldn't put it down. And she called me and she's like, that's it. I'm going to get a job. I got to do this now. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I, it was funny as I read it, I knew, but it helped her just take that first step. There is something about that book that does that, you know? Yes. There's a part where Glennon says, ask a woman who she is and she will tell you who she loves, who she mm-hmm. serves, and what she does. I'm a yeah. mother, a wife, a sister, a friend, a career woman. The fact yeah. that we define ourselves by our roles is what keeps the world spinning. It's also yeah. what makes us untethered and afraid. So if a woman yeah. defines herself as a wife, then what happens if her partner leaves? If a woman right. defines herself as a career woman, what happens if the company folds, right? Mm-hmm. If one of the big eyesores in your house is cords everywhere, and now with all the charging cables to charge all our devices, cords are everywhere, and they look messy. So you're gonna wanna look into coily cables. Coily cables have these wonderful magnetic sections along the cord that you can keep the cord wrapped and tidy. They also come in white. They come with several adapters and in several lengths. So you are gonna wanna get these right away. They make everything look tidy and neat. No more mess, no more tangles. So visit the link we put down in the show notes, coilycables.com. Use code WELCOMEHOME20 and you can save 20% off your order. No more tangles with Coily Cable. Interesting. And that's a super good lead into my next topic, which it's been coming up in the news a lot. You might've seen the news or in magazines and I've heard it over and over. It started in the fall. My The first report I heard was like by October, over a million women had left the workforce. And then now currently the figure I heard was over 2 million. And what happened was it has to do with COVID and just juggling everything. So there was a Time Magazine article. The woman was featured, I think, on the Today Show. Her name is Bonnie Hammer. But I actually read the article online as well. And what was fascinating was it didn't even have anything to do with the job title. So if you had an entry level work position or you were at the top of your game in whatever corporate company or whatever it is you did, it was still the same effect. Cause what was happening was women were trying to, again, you know, do it all. And since they were at home with their job, having kids running around in the back with distance learning and all that stuff, they just got really overwhelmed And she quoted in here, these women weren't working from home, they're living from work. Mm. And the burnout, inadequacy, and anxiety they feel is real. And then she goes on to say that by most measures, these are the lucky ones. Because you do think, well, their jobs are flexible, they're allowing them to do that, their partners are flexible, 
and it's still not working. And then she goes on to say, for low-income women who work outside the house or single mothers who have no one to help shoulder the burden, the situation is even that much worse. And so there those women are trying to like really stay afloat and working so hard, and then they're getting beaten down by it too. So it just rung so strong with me because I'm such a believer in women being able to find what they want to do to make their own money, to be independent. And I feel like, gosh, this circumstance that we cannot control, COVID, mm-hmm. has then placed all these other parameters where women are sacrificing again. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. So it went on just to say that like, it seems like it's a choice, but for so many women, it just isn't because basically we're pressured to assume the roles. Like you just talked about labeling yourself of a caretaker, even when we're the breadwinner. So it's like, we might be the breadwinner, but then we say things like, but we're the caretaker. So it just strikes me. And I think as far as with what you do, it is impactful in that if somebody has really taken the time to find their purpose, let's say and branch out and take that on, maybe that's being squashed now by COVID. Or if they haven't taken the time, maybe they feel like they have the time to think about it now, but they couldn't actually take action on it because they're stuck in this situation. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt it ties into what you do with women finding their purpose, because I think it's being squashed a little. That's really unfortunate. But another way to look at that is, you know, no matter what your purpose is, there's a way to do it on a level that can work for you. You know what I Agreed. mean? Agreed. Even though I completely agree with you, Jill, in the sense that women shouldn't have to choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be consistently on the woman to have to choose, right? But there's a way for sure for you to operate in your purpose that can work for your lifestyle, no matter where you are. Like for me, it's very clear to me that my purpose is to help other women strategize in their purpose and figure out what their purpose is and how they can best pursue it at the level where they are. So I choose to do that through a podcast. But if I were someone who is not able to have a podcast because I have, you know, my children are around and I have to make sure that they're taken care of. There's no quiet place in the house for me to record. Then maybe I can pivot to maybe writing a blog. You know what I mean? I can do that on my own time, no matter the noise level in my house. So there's always a way that we can make impact. It may not be the way that we want at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, but there's something that we can do to start. Yeah, no, I agree with that. When I was even talking to one of my friends, there was something that came up and I'm like, oh, but you could do this. And then you would still be home in the afternoon. And then as I said it, I'm like, that's funny. I said that, like, I'm saying like, you have to think that way, but it's like the men don't think about that when they go to do something new, right? And that's where it kind of, you know, came from. But I agree with you. And I did that myself. It's like, how can I get to where I want and make it work for our life right now and what's happening in our lives right now and you know the responsibilities and other things we have going on. So I think that's a super good way to pivot it and talk about it. So one thing that you talk about, which I love, because we when we go back to mindset and we talk about fears, you know, fear of failure is a big one for all of us. And you though talk about fear of success keeping you from the purpose and taking action. And I really loved it. I hadn't thought about it that way. So I'd love for you to talk about that because I think that's a big thing. 
It is. And the scary part about it is we don't recognize it. We don't, Mm. you know, identify it as a fear at all. But fear of success isn't fear of success in and of itself. What it Mm -hmm. is, is we tend to fear the things that may come along with the success. And Mm. we won't pursue the thing that we're supposed to do, our purpose, because of what's on the other side of that. It may be like for me, I'm an introvert. And so what's Mm -hmm. on the other side of me putting myself out there as someone Mm -hmm. who can help people strategize around their purpose is that there will be eyes and ears on me. People are listening to my podcast in other countries on other continents. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. makes me feel a certain way. And Mm -hmm. that in and of itself can keep me from doing it. Yeah, I'm an introvert too. So maybe that's why the podcast initially was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But then I broke through a barrier with it, which kind of felt interesting. And I discovered stuff about myself. See, But I was also going to say, I think with social media too, because a lot of times with a business, especially, right, you're putting yourself out there. You kind of have to, you know, you're, and I think like the bullying that comes along with it and the nasty comments and stuff, especially somebody as an introvert like us, like, and I'm also not confrontational. That's uncomfortable. Knowing that you're going to be critiqued and all and looked at, like you said, and possibly even just directly messaged in ugly ways, which, you know, (laughs) which we've all kind of got to a certain degree. So I think social media is just a big reality for all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and what Um, ends up happening is we'll not do it, right? We'll mm -hmm. either do nothing because we don't Mm -hmm. want to experience what comes along with the success or Mm -hmm. we will self-sabotage and how fear for success often shows up in our lives is we will set low goals or no goals. Like I Mm -hmm. can tell you the amount of people who have big ideas, right? And then they don't do anything. They don't have any plan for how to execute it. They think that it's just supposed to come to them and they can kind of manifest it out of nothing. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on here? It can also show up as distractions. And this Mm -hmm. happens when someone kind of jumps at the opportunity to do anything other than what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, Oh, I have to respond to these emails as opposed to creating whatever content they're supposed to do. And it's just a way to avoid doing it. Yeah. My business coach calls that buffering. Like Mm -hmm. even if you sit and scroll through social media, that's a form of buffering or putting on a Netflix show instead of tending to like the task you were supposed to, or like you just said. So it's a way of, it's called buffering. It's like how we sort of, I don't know, protect, I don't know if it's, it's protect ourselves, but kind of, or delay, or it's how we procrastinate, I guess. Right. Exactly. It diverts our mind from what oh, we need for to sure. do. Yeah, for sure. And then it can also show up as procrastination or, mm. you know, quitting, just taking yourself out of the game completely. Yeah. So again, because fear of success is a fear, again, with that, the same thing would be like we talked about with other fears is to have that inner dialogue with yourself to kind of work that out and and don't let it win, right? Yeah, for sure. I would say, you know, spend some time trying to figure out where your fear of success is coming from. Is it childhood trauma? Is Mm -hmm. it from your belief that you will be judged harshly? And at that point, this is where you want to solicit the help of a professional. It can be Mm -hmm. in the form of a therapist, a counselor, a coach. I say this all the time. Therapy and coaching are like the cheat codes to understanding some of our subconscious thoughts that end up really dictating our actions and leading to results that we don't like. And -hmm. another way to do is to focus on the work and the journey 
as opposed mm-hmm. to focusing on someone else's response to what you might be doing. Yeah. Like, you can easily get in your head about what people may think about what you're doing. Yeah. But, you know, don't worry about that. Focus on the work that you're doing. For me, like with the podcast, mm-hmm. I had no idea how it would be received. I never thought about it. My focus mm-hmm. completely was on pushing out the content that I knew would be helpful and beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I think is helpful in combating the fear of success is to visualize your success. Think mm-hmm. about what you want to happen mm-hmm. as you succeed at whatever it is that your purpose is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you will experience challenges because this world is not perfect. But yeah, it doesn't life, have yeah. to be, yeah, but your success doesn't have to be full of challenges. You can visualize your success being dominated by good experiences. You can yeah. visualize yourself being supported in every area of your life. Yeah. What is it in Glennon Doyle? She says, we can do hard things. We can right? do hard things. I see so right? many teachers put that up in their classrooms. It's true. Do they now? Yeah. Now that book was pretty mic drop on so many parts for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really eye opening. So this has been amazing. You are wonderful. I really love talking to you. I love listening to your podcast also. And I would love to close the show with if you have any, you know, for women out there that are struggling, thinking they need to find purpose and they want to find purpose, if there's any sort of quick tip or advice you have. And then I would love if you would let us know all the platforms you're on. We'll put it in the show notes. And this way people can find you and discover you and listen to your podcast and connect with you. Okay. The main thing I want to leave with everyone is to think about your natural gifts, skills, and talents. Mm. What is it that you do better than anybody? You know what I mean? What Mm. is it that your friends and your family is coming to you for? I fully stumbled upon my purpose in a way because I am a problem solver by nature. I've been doing it Mm -hmm. my entire life. My friends Mm -hmm. call me with their problems and I have an instant solution. I'm also an analytical thinker. So I have Mm -hmm. multiple ways to get to an end game, you know, like an Mm -hmm. end road. So that married with the fact that I understand purpose and how it works Mm -hmm. yields itself to me being effective in my purpose. So Mm -hmm. use your natural skills, gifts, and abilities to think strategically about how that may be leading you to whatever your purpose may be. And also I want to stress Like, I really want (laughs) to really emphasize journaling. I really think Mm. that this is where you will have your breakthroughs. And meditating, thinking about your thoughts is important. Mm -hmm. Quieting down and solely kind of focusing on a thought, I think is really good. And then lastly, reading. You cannot read enough books. You want to read books on the things that you're great at Mm -hmm. and that interest you. You want to also read books that are going to help develop you as a person, you know, reading books like Untamed by Glennon Doyle, Mm -hmm. reading books like The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. These are books that are going to challenge your thinking and develop you and grow you. And then you just simply want to read books that are fiction, that are lighthearted, that's going to tell you a story and take you somewhere because this will also help you think more strategically too. And then a great book on purpose specifically, I have two are A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren and mm-hmm. Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. Mm. In that book, she provides a purpose map, which is going to be so helpful for you because you'll see 
how purpose starts, I mean, well, pretty much is stalled in the beginning, how we are inundated with rules about how we're supposed to be and supposed to act, which I think Glidden also touches on. Yep. (laughs) And then she'll talk about the gap. This is where we have that cognitive dissonance where we're like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, something, something is off here. Like I married happily. I have these wonderful children, but I'm feeling unfulfilled. And I know that there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing. And it's true. Mm -hmm. There is something more that you're supposed to be doing. And then she takes you through the part after you discover your purpose, where you experience what she calls the glory zone. And this is where you're operating in influence. This is where you are impacting and changing lives at whatever level you are. I don't want you to think that you have to go and speak to thousands of people. You're impacting lives in whatever you're doing. I'm sure you can think about who's had the most impact in your life. And it's probably like your track coach, your basketball Mm -hmm. coach. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they've impacted Mm -hmm. lives on their level. So that's where you can go ahead and start. Such great, solid, wonderful advice. And those books sound amazing. What are the best platforms to find you on? And also let the listeners know your podcast so they can find your podcast. Okay, for sure. So my podcast is called The Purpose Collective Podcast. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And then you can find me. I hang out on Instagram. It's my favorite (laughs) social media app. So you can find me on Instagram at paviel.esq for Esquire. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at the Purpose Collective Podcast. And I also want to leave you all with a resource. So I created a free worksheet to help move people past their fears. It works through the points that I made earlier. And you can Mm. find that at Slay, S-L-A-Y, like Slay Your Fears. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. can find that at slay.thepurposecollective.co, CEO at the end. And that's where you can find me. Oh, you are unbelievable. You're brilliant. And I really, I love this conversation and I love all that you have to offer. I'm so happy you're with me today to have this conversation. I think it's important for so many women to hear it. And my advice is like, just allow yourself to go do it. You know, I think sometimes too, even just starting or allowing oneself to try to find their purpose is maybe even an initial step. So allow yourself. I really love to empower women and root them on. So anyway, thank you again, Pavel. You've been wonderful. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be here with me today. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jill. I'm glad that we could connect. You're very welcome. Thanks so much. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I really loved having Paviel on today. I really was intrigued by what she does because I really think it's important, especially for women. It's very easy for us to get lost in the shuffle of taking care of everybody, right? Our parents, children, other family members. We are the nurturers and we oftentimes forget to nurture ourselves. And nurturing ourselves means tapping into our passions and our purpose and carve our way because we're human beings. We're not just mothers. We're not just daughters. We're not just sisters. We're not just aunts, right? We are human and we have needs. And 
I've mentioned it a few times in the podcast and we touched on it today, but all the women that are being forced really literally to leave the workforce right now, it is something that truly pisses me off. And so I've brought it up a lot. I keep hearing the reports, reading articles, and it's really just falling back into the same old thing where as women, we have to create a path that's a little bit different, but we can still create it. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it inspires you to go out and think about what your purpose might be and go for it. I love to support women and empower women to make choices for themselves that carve their own path in their life and makes them happy. Because when you do that for yourself and you feed yourself and you are fulfilled, you become a better mother, a better daughter, a better sister, a better aunt, a better human. So I hope you enjoyed that. Definitely reach out to Paviel. She has an Instagram page and she has a podcast too. So with that, I will see you here next week for more topics from my home to yours. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I really love doing it. And if you're enjoying it as much as I am, please head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you and I would love the support on the podcast. I happen to have on my website, if you go to jillcalmaninteriors.com, some great freebies for you. So I have your mini moving guide, and this is all the things you might not think about, some little quick tips to get you settled and on your way to moving to the suburbs. I have a home planner, which is an amazing thing to help you plan out design because interior design sometimes falls at the bottom of the list once you've moved in and then you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed because you haven't planned for it. So the planner helps you do just that. It's in a really easy, simplistic form. It's free to download and it'll help you reach your design goals. I also have a moving organizer. And before you move, you're going to want to get this. This has all the checklists and all the pages you are going to need to Go through your home search, find the right home, get settled, and get through all those details. And that's available on my website for $29. So head on over. There's lots of freebies and lots of things for you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.